We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And today is On the Road with Mickey, episode number 19 for May 11th, 2020. Our feature topic today is the Disney Value Resorts, um, but... Like always, before we get into our feature topic, we want to go over some cheddar from the big cheese. And we have some huge cheese this week, don't we, Sophie? Some very awesome cheese. I'm very excited for this. <laughs> I am, too. The first little bit is nowhere, by no means the biggest news. But just a reminder, enter to win the Darth Vader Scentsy Warmer and the $25 Disney gift card. The contest is in full swing. We've had a lot of fun with it. It goes from May 1st through the 31st, so we're about almost halfway through, and the winner is going to be announced on June 1st. You can find the um, entry to um, enter and win on over at ontheroadwithmickey.com, and we have a special post up called the On the Road with Mickey giveaway. So go look for that, and it'll be a link will be in the show notes as well. I have to say, I've seen it, and it looks amazing, and I'm going to be jealous of whoever wins it, because <laughs> I myself am not allowed to win it. No, and neither am I. I mean, I mean, I paid for it, so I guess I ought not to win it. But um, but yeah, I think whoever wins it is really going to enjoy that. And I think they're going to have a lot of fun with it. So, yeah. Speaking of having a lot of fun, we've got something else that's looking very, very cool. And it's a virtual Harry Potter defense against the dark arts class. And if you have children between the ages of seven to 12, you can sign them up for this for $10 and it's 45 minutes long. Dress up in all your Harry Potter attire and bring your wands to class. We're not having Dolores Umbridge for our teacher. Bring your wands. <laughs> yeah, and my understanding is they're going to go over some of the um, some of the spells that they learned in Defense Against the Dark Arts in the book and how you would use them or when you would use them. So I think it would be a lot of fun. And, and Sophie, I'm sorry you're not, you know, in that age range right now to be able to do that. Right now, I'm I'm way past that age, but it's okay. Yeah, it's but okay. I think I think it would be fun if you have um, a little in that area, in that range. Then I think they and you, if they're big Harry Potter fans, then I think they might really enjoy that. So I'll post the link 
to where you can sign up in the notes. So it'll be on the website as well. And you can also find it in the episode notes on um, Apple Podcasts and the other podcast services as well. So, and then our last bit of, of cheddar from the big cheese the is biggest the biggest bit. It's the biggest bit, and it is about the news out of Disney. And I'll start with the first one, and Sophie, you start with the second one, okay? Okay. But the first one is that starting today, May 11th, Shanghai Disneyland has reopened. And that's big because it means that the light to the end of the tunnel is fully lit. And um, and what's going to be happening over in Florida this this year, Sophie? Oh, in nine or days. In nine days, Disney Springs in Florida will be opening again as well. And I, you guys remember that we had talked about Disney Springs in one of the recent episodes and i really i really want to go back i really want to go back yeah i think of course we talked about disney springs it was just a couple episodes ago and um and the my understanding is that both of those locations are going to be they're going to be taking care of the safety and all that like we would expect you know they're going to they're going to make sure that it's safe to enter that's safe for people to to enjoy. Um, and at this point, when Disney Springs opens up, it'll be just Disney Springs. It won't be the parks. It won't be the resorts. So it'll just be the shopping and dining um, at Disney Springs. And they're going to control crowds and things like that. And it's it's like phased reopenings that we've been seeing across the country. You know, you got phased reopenings and. And it's just a sign of moving back to um, to a normal state, you know, where where things get back to normal. So I am yep. very excited. I'm very excited, too. And I'm glad that they're still taking these precautions, but I'm glad that we can still like anyone can still experience these again, despite the safety precautions. Yeah, yeah. So that is all of the cheddar from the big cheese that we have for this week. And um, that takes us into our feature topic. Now, our feature topic is the Disney Value Resorts. And we're going to give um, kind of a high-level overview of the various resorts. And we're going to talk about the good things and the and the perhaps not so good things. And And, mm-hmm. I mean... It all depends on on your perspective as what you think of them, but mm-hmm. um, but before, really, I was gonna say. We but hear, sorry, Daddy. Go ahead. Before we hear you all in the comments and whatnot, going, oh, but Sophie, Mike, we don't want to hear about this stuff. This isn't Disney. In my personal opinion, it is Disney, and they still can be pretty fun places to go explore. Yeah, yeah. So trust us, we're not going to bore you to death with hotel rates and whatnot. Oh, no. No, we're not doing that. It's not about no. about nope. pricing and things like that. It's about what they're what they're what they're about, you know, and Yeah. Um so to kick us off, we're going to cover the All-Stars and 
I call them the All-Stars because they are a group of three resorts. There's the All-Star Sports, the All-Star Music, and the All-Star Movies. And the reason they're they're called the All-Stars is because they're all grouped together. And, um, you know, they, they each have, obviously, their own theming. Um, for All-Star Sports, you've got a sports-themed resort. And um, for All-Star Music, it's geared towards music. Um for all-star movies, it's geared around the Disney movies. So, um, so each of them have their own theme. And um, as a travel agent, of the three of those, by far, most of my clients, if they're going to stay at the all-stars, are staying at movies. Because the Disney movies and the way that they theme it for the various movies is just a lot of fun. Um, so I have clients that stay there. Almost all year, they have people. I have people that are staying at the movies resorts. So, mm. but um, I have to go look up a few images just to see what they're talking about. Yeah, we haven't stayed at any of the All Stars personally. No, we haven't. And one of the reasons we didn't is because we heard about how how packed they can be and how um, how loaded with guests and things like that because they're right next to one another and so and their value resorts so they um they're at the lowest level for the value resorts as far as pricing goes and um so a lot of people you know consider that in their budget when when they're looking at disney and that just makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. um you know some of the things that that um detract some people is they have a common bus terminal for transportation. So um, since they're bang, bang, bang right next to each other, um, then the bus terminal is a shared one. So that can be really busy depending on the time of year you're going. Um, But, you know, some of the good things though, if you have a bigger family and you, and you don't want to spend money for a higher category resort let's say you got a family of six well all-star music is maybe the perfect place for you because they have family suites for families up to six people so you get more room and um and that was the first disney resort to have that until art of animation opened up Mm -hmm. um but the flip side of it is because their um their value they don't have a a table service restaurant or anything like that. It's a food court sort of environment, you know, kind of like the food court over at French quarter, you know, where you've got a lot of different options. So, yeah, but we like the food court at the French quarter. Yeah, we do. And and it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun because there's a lot of variety and Mm -hmm. all of those, the food court counts as quick service. So those all, if you're on the dining plan, that's just quick service credits you're using. You're not using table service credits. So, but, um, but yeah, I don't know because we haven't stayed at them. Um, the all-stars, we don't have a ton of information, but, um, but it brings us to a resort that we have stayed at. Haven't we, Sophie? Yeah, because this one, this one is actually our favorite value resort. I'd say, I would say so also. And that is, what is it, Sophie? It's called Pop Century. And because we're doing a video chat this time around, if Daddy would move his head a little. 
As see you can it? see, that's his background for today. <laughs> Mine's just the castle. Yours is awesome. Mine is nowhere near as, as cool as yours, Sophie. I think um, we both have cool backgrounds, but yeah, I aside think so the too. point. So what makes Pop Century so amazing? Daddy, why don't you tell them? Okay, well, it's themed um, after different decades. So you've got from the 50s to the 90s, and each of those decades, to, and you don't really pick which one you get. It's kind of what you're given. But um, but you can request a certain decade, um, and each of those decades has the theming based on on the time period. So if you're in the 50s, it's obviously going to be themed around the 50s time period. But mm -hmm. um, when we stayed there, we actually stayed and were given the 90s, which was very appropriate because we had Stephanie with us, didn't we, Sophie? Yes, and. Stephanie was born in the 90s. She was born in the 90s, so she took it upon herself as it was meant to be that we were going to be staying in the 90s because of her. So, yep. Personally, whether she's right or not, who knows? <laughs> well, I think she was right. But personally, if I had a choice, I would have wanted to stay in the 50s just because you know me and I re you know that I really really like the 50s aesthetic. I do too, and I and I would have liked to stay in the fifties also. Um, but the nineties is awesome because the nineties, we walked into our room and they had this huge poster of the Lion King, mm -hmm. and because the nineties is when the Lion King came out, and yep. it was so amazing. It looked so cool, and the entire theming of the room was awesome. And remind me what the stairwells to the buildings they're inside these huge objects what was the one for the 90s buildings you know i i can't remember exactly but i know one of the buildings the stairwells was a yo-yo and i don't think that was the 90s though no that that sounds more like the 70s, 70s or 80s so i i forget so i'm sorry i don't have that um locked in my memory but that's okay mm -hmm. um some of the things, um, I didn't mention it for the All-Stars, but All-Star Movies and Pop Century have both recently had a renovation. Not a renovation, like a big building renovation, but what they call a soft goods renovation, where they redid the rooms and updated the bedding and things like that. Ah. So, um, so those resorts um, have new paint and new new bedding and you know and and things like that they even have at pop century um that might might tweak you a little bit that you may want to stay there is that they have some mickey mouse rooms and i haven't um i haven't been online to see the different the, the different what they look like specifically but it really intrigues me a bit don't you think so yeah i'm looking up google images right now and wow that looks so cool. They've got comic paneling above the headboards of the beds. There you go. And, um, and of course, we talked about, um, we talked about the Skyway um, at the Magic Kingdom, and that's not there anymore. We talked about that last week. But they have the new Skyliner, which takes you from Art of Animation or Pop Century over to Caribbean Beach, to Riviera, 
to Epcot and to Hollywood Studios. And that's a new transportation mechanism. So if yes. you stay at Pop or Art of Animation, then it's a Skyliner resort and it makes it really easy to get to Epcot or Hollywood Studios for the day. And and we've been on the Skyliner, haven't we, Sophie? And it was yes, absolutely have. incredible. I loved it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. We makes went, me want to go there just to just to ride it again you know see what we had done was we had gone after the sun had set because we'd never been on it before and we were afraid that because there was no air conditioning in the cabins that we would be sweating our socks off if we went during the day well turns out that it was a very nice and pleasantly cool ride uh-huh. and that we probably would have been just fine, just as comfortable if we had gone during the day. And the views that it gave us over all the resorts was amazing. I especially liked seeing the Riviera. And yeah. now I really want to stay there. So do I. There and, are many uh, places I want to stay. You know, me too, Sophie. I think we're kindred spirits that way. Um, definitely staying at... Um, at a Skyliner resort would be a lot of fun because you have that access. And like Sophie was saying, you know, there's no air conditioning, but the way they built them to have ventilation so that the air movement, um, you know, gets pulled out so that you don't get that heat, heat, heat all the time. That really is kind of cool. And, you know, I think what might be neat for us to try when we're there because we're going to be there in july and that's a hot time of the year so i think that would be a perfect time to maybe when we're ending um or take a break sometime from epcot or hollywood studios and catch the skyliner and then see how it is in the middle of the day with the with the skyliner sun you know so i think that might be a uh, an interesting thing to do so yes definitely but anyway, another thing that um, Pop Century has going for it, of course, is, you know, like I said, it's a food court. But um, but with the renovation of the rooms, you can find really good pricing on on really top notch rooms. So mm-hmm. so tell us about Art of Animation, Sophie. Well, Art of Animation is a lot like our stall mo- all star movies. In that it has, it's themed around different movies, and the standard rooms are themed after The Little Mermaid, and then you have the suites, which are themed after Cars, Lion King, Finding Nemo, and the it's the newest Disney Value Resort, and like All Star Music, it can hold families of up to six in their suites, and just like yeah. all the other value resorts that we talked about it comes with a food court yeah and the suites like sophie mentioned are the cars lion king or finding nemo suites the um the finding nemo ones are closest to the shopping and dining and bus transportation and whatnot so if you're looking for a suite the finding nemo is closest but you also pay a little bit more because of that um you can also if you don't know which suite you want, you can choose just to have it pick one for you and just by choosing the family suite category. 
And so if you do that, you might get lucky and might be given a, a Finding Nemo room um, without having to pay the extra price for it because the the family suite pricing is at the lower of the um, the lower tier pricing, which Cars and Lion King are are less expensive than the Finding Nemo ones. So, but um, but I had um, up on Facebook, I asked in our on the road with Mickey group, I asked a couple people i asked them what they thought of the value resorts and when i did that the um overwhelming responses i had were regarding pop and and also um and also in art of animation so um my friend pam said pop definitely because it doesn't share buses it has a better food court. It's huge but well located, and of course now has the Skyliner. And um, my other friend Kristen said that Art of Animation Resort is her home. And Kristen um, is a former cast member, so it's where she started her Disney career, and she made friends to last a lifetime. Is everything I see on Disney and so much more. I can't wait to return to those colorful halls. So Kristen and Pam have a lot of good um, memories from Pop Century and from Art of Animation Resort. So. Oh, wow. And then finally, there is one more resort that we have, and it's not really a value resort. But yeah. it fits best into the value resort bunch. And that would be these campsites at Disney's Fort Wilderness. And Fort Wilderness is a very special case. It because is. Because it has cabins, it has campsites, and I think it actually does have like regular hotel rooms like the rest of the resorts do. Well, not hotel rooms, it's got the cabins. The hotel rooms oh. you're thinking of uh, are actually over at Wilderness Lodge. Oh. And that's a deluxe resort. Okay, so, but they're not the same thing. No, they're not. They're two different resorts. But um, but that's an easy thing to mix up because when you take the boat to the Magic Kingdom, you see both. And it just feels like they're right next to one another. So it makes it feel like they're part yeah. of the same thing. But um. But yeah, the hotel rooms are in Wilderness Lodge, but the the cabins at Fort Wilderness are actually classified as a really moderate. Amazing. Yeah, and they sleep up to six, and um, and then of course the campsites that we're talking about now, they um can be either you know putting up your tent or bringing your RV, and they have. The pricing for them is based on what you're getting. Are you getting a um, a big pad for you to park your RV? Or are you getting a, a smaller space to park your car and set up your tent? How, are, how do you want to do it? And that's how the um, the pricing is determined for, for, for staying at, at um, the campsites. But I will tell you, those RV spaces, if you want to bring your RV in, and because a lot of people, Sophie, 
we saw it um, even in October oh, when yeah. we were there. Um, they they were all decorated for Halloween, Halloween? And, and and they Christmas decorated even. for Christmas and um, and yeah, when when they're doing that, they'll stay. A lot of times, people will make a reservation for like two weeks or longer even to stay mm-hmm. in an RV slot. So the RV slots go really fast. They do, so, um, and they stay full. Yeah. So if you want. Um, to book a book an RV slot, you need to act quickly, and yeah. I would imagine even with everything going on with coronavirus right now, they probably don't have any RV slots available. I yeah. haven't checked recently, but I would be surprised if they did. So, mm-hmm. but well. you know that. Um, but there's a lot of Fort Wilderness as a resort. Has a lot going on, doesn't it, Sophie? It's got um, great dining over at Trails Inn and the Hoop De Doo, yeah. And it's it's Western themed, so yeah. um, so it's and like being cabins. on a ranch. And the yeah. cabins are are really and cool, amazing. Yeah, we've and we stayed in one of the cabins. We have, and um, in addition, and we were only there for a couple nights. We weren't there very long, but um. But if we ever went back to the cabins, we would stay longer and we might even just do more of the stuff around the resort mm-hmm. because they actually have horseback riding and they have fishing and they have um, they have the ranch that you can go visit and see the animals. And they've got the Chippendale campfire sing along that you can do, which um, is a big bonfire that they light up. And and basically, you you bring your s'mores, and you watch yep. movies, and you sing songs, and you make s'mores over the campfire, and and that just sounds like a lot of fun. And I've got clients that even if they're not staying at Fort Wilderness, they'll they'll bring their kids over, and they will they'll go to the campfire after dinner for like a, a to end the day. Um, yeah. So it's just a lot to do over there. So a lot of times people do as much at the at the resort as they do at the parks just because yeah. they like it so much. Yeah. We might maybe the next time we stay at the Wilderness Lodge we might want to like just take a day to do that. To stay Cuz it at, sounds like a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. So um it, it's something to think about for sure. Mm-hmm. And luckily for us, they had complimentary mosquito repellent lotion. They did, which you you need, obviously, you know, for, oh, yeah. for a Me. place like that with water all around you, you, mm-hmm. you need the, the repellent for mosquitoes. Yep. And me, I'm a magnet for mosquitoes. <laughs> so I really appreciated it. Yeah. So that wraps up our look at the value resorts. Um, there's a lot to see and do, and I've got links to each of the Disney pages for the, each of the different resorts that we talked about. So you can, um, like I said, the show notes will have those links, and you'll be able to um, look at those links and see if they capture your interest any. And of course, if you're interested and you're and you want to look at pricing, 
then reach out to me. I might get pixievacations.com and I'd be happy to help you plan your trip. But, um, but I hope this was informative and we hope that you, um, got a lot of good details out of this. Mm -hmm. And next week, well, not next week. We have something planned for next week, but in the upcoming weeks, we are going to be discussing the other types of resorts. Yeah, the moderate category resorts and the deluxe and deluxe villas. We're going to group the deluxe and the deluxe villas together. Um, but we'll have upcoming episodes, like Sophie said, we'll have an up, uh, upcoming episode to talk about the moderates. And we'll have an upcoming episode to talk about the deluxe and the deluxe villas. So, um, so stay tuned. And we'll have more information on each of those in, in upcoming weeks. Yep. So that brings us to this day in Disney history. Sophie, what do you got for us for May 11th? I've got something really awesome for May 11th. Tell me, what does the name Margaret Carey mean to you? Margaret Carey, that name sounds really familiar to me. And... I think I should know why, but I can't remember. Give me a hint. Well, I'll give you a hint and not the answer, but she has something to do with the animated feature film Peter Pan. Was she Tinkerbell? Yes, she is the original Tinkerbell. Ah. And was born Peggy Lynch in Los Angeles, California on May 11th, 1929. Yay, I got one. I'm so excited. I'm <laughs> proud of you because I always get them. I always yeah. get them when you're doing it. But very good job, Daddy. I didn't think a lot of people would recognize her name despite being a very famous lady actress yeah. voice actress so uh, do you have any more details about her i do she was a voiceover actress a motivational speaker and a radio host and she originally answered on an audition call during the planning stages of the animated feature film peter pan the audition, supervised by Disney animator Mark Davis, required her to pantomime the motions that would eventually be animated as Tinkerbell. Carrie won the audition and spent the next six months at the Disney sp Studios. Nice. Nice. Can you imagine if you were on um, going for an audition and one of the nine old men, Mark Davis, says... Oh, I want you to act out as Tinkerbell for us and just <laughs> see what you think. And that could make or break whether or not you get that role. Oh, wow. That to me, no pressure, no pressure, but a lot of pressure, I think. <laughs> a ton of pressure. So, so good for her. I'm glad that I'm glad it worked out for her. And, you know, Peter Pan is one of our favorites for both movies and rides and Tinkerbell. I've got a picture with mommy and I with Tinkerbell and it's an awesome picture. It's awesome. Yeah. I remember awesome that character picture. To have, so. And I was somewhere else in the parks that day. So when you came back and showed me that picture, I was like, Oh man, I'm jealous. Yeah. That was a cool time. And, and you know, just like your picture with, 
with Princess Jasmine, it just worked out, you know, where, you know, it just worked out that she was there and and we were right there, right time. You know, it's Disney magic at its best, as always. Disney magic is amazing. So, who's the who's who character? My who's who character? You know, I struggled a little bit because the movie is so well known, but it's not well known just for one character. Hmm. Go and on. It's a nineties movie. Ooh. It is I... not the Lion King. Is it a Pixar film? No, I don't no, it's not. I don't think oh. it is. No, I don't think so it is. So it's known for multiple characters. It's a nineties film. It's not Pixar. Hmm. And it has had a live action remake. Hmm. Is it Aladdin? It is Aladdin. <laughs> and today, rather than focus on Aladdin or Princess Jasmine, the I genie. am going to focus on the genie, of course. Robin G- Williams is amazing. The genie is one of the most powerful beings in the entire Disney universe. He can shapeshift into almost anything, escape a magically sealed cave, and provide others with great powers to name just a few abilities. Trapped in his lamp for over 10,000 years, the genie relishes the opportunity to entertain his masters. He is a showman at heart and will do almost anything for a laugh. He is also an incredibly devoted friend. Although the genie's body is confined to the lamp, his mind is not. He is capable of seeing into the future and the past. The only thing he cannot see is his own future. Oh, wow. And I've got four bits of did you know and audience, as we all know from listening over the weeks, I am absolutely certain that Sophie knows all of these. So, did you know that the genie was designed to look like a living cloud of smoke? I did not know that. I knew that his face was designed after Robin Williams. That, it doesn't say. But, I'll take your word for it. Um, And did you know in a deleted concept from Aladdin, it was revealed that the peddler is actually the genie in disguise? I did know that. Yeah. Did you know that many of the genie's lines were improvised by the voice actor Robin Williams? No, I did not. Uh, I knew that one. That one I didn't know. And the last bit, and perhaps the most interesting did you know... Because it takes us across dimensions to another movie. Did you know that the genie's lamp can be seen on Mama Odie's houseboat in The Princess and the Frog? Really? Yep. Sophie's like, I got to go watch the movie. Oh, you know, I find it. (laughs) Yep. I need the Easter eggs. That is the Disney Who's Who's character. For May 11th, 2020 And that brings us To our Walt Disney quote 
And my quote this week, as always, is coming from the quotable Walt Disney, compiled by um, compiled by Dave Smith, and the um, section I'm in is on business and the Walt Disney Company, and I thought that this um, really plays well considering how things are starting to reopen Sophie so Walt says and I quote there's really no secret about our approach we keep moving forward opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths we're always exploring and experimenting We call it Imagineering, the blending of creative imagination with technical know-how, end quote. And I just think since things are starting to get back to normal and things are starting to open back up, I think it's a great reminder that after all this, we're going to keep moving forward day by day. I love that quote. So, so that wraps us up for this week's edition of On the Road with Mickey. Next week, as Sophie alluded to, we have a very special guest interview, and you are not going to want to miss it. So listen in. Definitely don't miss it. We are not giving any details. It is a super secret surprise. Yep, I almost did. All I could say is that Sophie and I are absolutely ecstatic. We are so excited about this upcoming podcast. So we hope you enjoy it as much as we are already enjoying the thought of setting up this this interview for you. So I, I just can't wait. But anyway, anyway, just a reminder that On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. If you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to them. Tech Solutions is found at techsolutionsnc.com or on Facebook. And you can reach Mike for travel needs at mike at pixievacations.com or on Facebook at Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. Thanks everybody for listening in and have a great week. Bye.